0: Hey, this is episode uh, 111 of the Big Planet Comics podcast. Uh, If you just tuned in, we're yelling at you over here. Triple one. Triple one. One trip, one one triple sec. Or my three name, Roman style. Yeah, Roman style. The third. Opa Roman this is, third, this, is our, <laughs> this is our third podcast. We're getting better every time. Yeah, everything's going great. Um my name is Kevin. Does my microphone sound weird? This is two thousand eleven. It sounds <laughs> swell. Yeah, I'm sure everything. carry there. on. Carry yeah. Uh my name is Kevin. Still is I'm Nick. I'm Jared. And yeah, we're here to do uh well, this is the Big Planet Comics Podcast, the most comprehensive <laughs> podcast podcast on the internet. <laughs> Not the most coherent. Uh, no, and just and not. not comics podcast, just the most comprehensive podcast. We'll cover it all. <laughs> Nothing um, covers as much things as we cover. We're going uh we should start a podcast podcast where we review podcasts. Review our podcast? This week? Uh, like every week we'll review the new episodes of all the podcasts. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um uh yeah, so I think that's it. That's
1: about what... That's not it. Uh do some Facebook and uh internet and like us, give us reviews, <laughs> tweet us. Do yep. the internet. Yep. Please said. like us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, give us reviews even on iTunes. Yeah, you can give us reviews on iTunes, Google, or Yelp, or I don't know. Say say hello. So what's been going on, Jared? I know you just went to TCAF. I did. Yeah. So why well, don't you tell what me? is TCAF? What is TCAF? Uh, what does it stand for? I believe
1: it stands for the Toronto Comics Arts Festival, or t- Comics and Art, whatever. I think that's right. Comic books, comic arts, and it's uh, amazing. It's in downtown Toronto at uh, one of their fanciest libraries. You walk in, there's a nice little, literally there's a pond with seats around it where you can sit and read books and stuff. And you go into this multi, like, six-level open area that has books on all the levels, and they just have stuff set up there and on the second floor. So up on the second floor and the ground floor, you just, like, literally there are people there working on their computers at the workstations or, like, checking out books. And people are just wandering through. So it's it's, it's free. So just, like, the normal library people are wandering through, and they're like, hey, cool, I want to get some comics.
2: And That's awesome.
1: It was totally sweet. Um... It got a little crowded up on the second floor because they put it in like the back room. So you go up through all those stacks of books and they literally had a person there like saying, this room's too full. You got to wait until some people leave. Do you mean anybody cool? Uh, yes, I met Kate Leth, who was very cool. Uh, I kind of met Chip Zdarsky. It was a very strange night. Uh, he was hmm. being very strange and having a party where he's all dressed up and dancing like crazy. That sounds um, cool. Who else did I meet? almost met Kate Beaton, but I didn't, didn't get introduced. So. Who else did you almost meet?
2: I feel like I met Kate Beaton a few times. Yeah, yeah.
1: she goes to SPX a lot, so I've <laughs> almost met her several times as well. I definitely had a conversation with her where I was not introduced. How's that? Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of people. I saw uh, Becky Kloonan again, who was just at our signing last oh, week. Cool. Which was, did she remember you? No
0: you're like i saw you three days ago
1: yeah oh i met andy uh bellinger bellinger however it is the guy who did black church and i finally got some info on black church too which he says he's working on in his spare time it'll probably be a four-part awesome series he said it's going to be really violent and really sexy in the third, <laughs> third like uh epic part of it so uh it was really fun um i heard you ate some waffles i ate
0: a lot of waffles Oh yeah, you, you're. It was not just TCAP; it was a big road trip to TCAP. Yeah, we
1: drove up, which was kind of cool and kind of crazy. It Took like nine hours to get up there, but we stopped along the way in like little towns in Pennsylvania and New York to get snacks. I saw, and I saw stuff.
2: something about waffle bacon.
1: Oh man, that was the best. So we tried to go get breakfast and we realized that the cool, like old timey place was like, had a line out the door and like, what's going on? And they were like, oh, it's mother's day. Of course everyone's out getting brunch. (laughs) And then we went to the one down the street, which is also awesome. Same thing. But right in between it was a waffle shop. We're like, let's go in there. And it, uh had everything waffles like everything you could possibly think of so they had a waffle iron where they would fill i don't i assume this is how they did it they fill it with batter and they took pre-cooked slices of bacon and put it lying on the thing so when you cook the waffle you had four strips of bacon and they sliced it so it was like a long waffle sandwich of bacon and that was an appetizer it was nice. so good that sounds good <laughs> sounds great sounds like something yep. i would
0: like to eat it was great cool but well, yeah it was awesome so go to tcaf if you can it's really a good yeah i always want to go it's just you know in canada <laughs> yep but canada's awesome
1: to was totally cool oh oh i saw the uh staircase from uh, scott pilgrim where uh was it chris evans skates down and explodes nice. oh nice which is right next to the castle where they have the big fight which is literally a giant manor house that the guy designed like a castle totally sweet so there's some cool stuff lots of artsy little neighborhoods and lots of hippie and hipster dudes hanging out that was really cool lots of street art Okay. Toronto
0: is like the Portland of Canada, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's also
1: like the biggest city, the New York city. Yeah. It um, is.
0: It's very like the
1: New York city in cross, every movie. Yeah. Portland. Yeah.
0: It was really cool. The
1: New York city of Portland. Yes. <laughs> that
0: too. Yeah. What about you, Nick? What's been going on? I think me and you did the same thing. what
2: did we do? Saw so, uh, Spider-Man,
0: we did both see Spider-Man too. Yeah. Uh, the amazing yeah. Spider-Man Two. Uh, it had a lot of good stuff in it and also it was dumb.
2: Yeah. Uh, I love the, uh, Spider-Man related things. Um, I thought Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are great. Yep, even liked um, what's the dude's name who played Harry Osborn? Yeah, he was good. He was good until he turned into a goblin, which was not as good.
0: No, that was the not so that the thing that sucked
2: in these movies was probably the villains. Mother- Although I loved uh Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti.
0: Uh, I think Spider-Man Two is uh, worth seeing. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was better than the first one. Yeah, yeah. Isn't and this the amazing oh, Spider. It Man 2? is the amazing Spider-Man Two. Is it is, it is uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? Uh, I feel like people are like. Uh, they relaunched it so soon, but like the first Spider-Man movie came out like two thousand one or something. Yeah, right? it's been because uh, yeah, I remember years. the the trailer for it or for the second one. You no, know, the
2: first one had the twin towers. Had the in twin it. towers in oh, it, and then they changed boy. it. Yeah, because
0: yeah. Spider-Man made a big web between the twin towers and to like, a ca- catch a helicopter. Catch a helicopter. Oh boy, awkward to catch a helicopter. Oh, um, a helicopter. Um, yeah. That's that's a thing that I did too. too. Yeah.
2: yeah, uh otherwise I uh I went to a uh a couple birthday parties for little kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> one oh, yeah. Was for that my, like your godson. Yeah, one was for my godson. Um I got pretty drunk at. It was pretty fun. <laughs> like, hey kid. <laughs> <laughs> <And> yeah. It <laughs> Watch was fun for me cuz we stayed up uh, far later than the kids and oh, then nice. um I went to another one-year-old birthday party. That oh oh no, those are the worst. That was uh, that was all right. No, it was fun. I mean, there was just you know a lot of kids.
1: No way, um, man. Those kids can't keep up, and all the games are so slow.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I did. I went to karaoke. Can one-year-olds talk?
1: No, no. That's well, what Some of points. they can, can walk though.
2: They can kind of walk. I okay. think they're
1: getting on the edge. <laughs> We're all informed about children,
2: clearly. <laughs> I did go to karaoke, that was fun. With a with a one year old no, child? By myself. No, with my girlfriend.
1: Oh, no, I was just doing like myself. screaming songs. They're like, Let me sing like Air Itzy Metal Bitsy Spider.
2: No, I sang like uh Prince songs.
1: Oh, okay. Like Purple Rain. Kids doing all fun. those songs.
0: Uh, what did I do? I just I went and saw Spider Man. Um, <clears throat> I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering and I don't know, but I've been playing Pokemon.
2: Uh, Me and Kevin played an amazing game. We
0: did play an amazing Uh, game called called Super Pole Riders. Yes. It's part of Sports Friends. Oh, it's a sport. It's a a really awkward video game where you just... uh, You're like pole vaulters
2: and you fight yeah we're trying to get this uh ball from you, each one a, you each have a you each have a pole what?
0: like you're pole vaulting but there's like a ball on a wire and you're trying to knock it to either side and I'm, it's really hard to I'm control confused. but in a really funny way it's a really
2: funny thing because like the left control like the left joystick controls your player and the right controls the uh pole so it's like really yeah, hard it. and
0: complicated it's fun though but it's awesome yeah and besides that, I, I got a bunch of writing stuff I'm working on. Uh, secret projects becoming less secret. Yeah. Getting rejected by publishers. Stuff what like I that. Do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So, you I, know. I know what else you guys did. What else? You totally
1: redesigned the Vienna store to make it look awesome. And we had an awesome signing with Sean Simon and Becky.
0: We yeah. did. Oh, we haven't been here since Free Comic Book Day, right? There's been no. so much going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, that no, was, was crazy amazing. successful. Yeah. Across all our stores. Lines universally, everywhere. Universally. Best day of the year. Uh, or of the ever. And, uh, yeah, we had a cool Becky Cloonan signing. We Uh, had the Lumberjanes in. We had Grace Ellis and and Brooke Allen, the creators of the Lumberjanes. totally
1: awesome. Had a bunch of local creators. We had lines out the door. We had tons of sales. It was a madhouse.
0: It was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the Becky Cloonan uh, and Sean Simon signing was really fun, too. And a lot of people came out for that. They had
2: some hardcore fans. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, And we had cool cupcakes for that the best cupcake. Jared the best and I cupcakes. went to dinner with him afterwards. Yep. I did not. I went home because yep. I was tired. Yeah. yeah. We all had uh, diner food. It was Everybody was like, Becky Clooney was cool. I'm like, I watched wrestling. <laughs> and then I went to sleep. Uh, yeah, so all that stuff was good. Thanks for reminding me, Jared. I totally forgot. It's, so, been, it's been, a been a minute. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think that's about it. Maybe we should do some news. Okay. Yeah. This
2: just in, Superior Spider-Man returns in August. <laughs> wait,
0: what? wait, what?
1: <laughs> so,
2: uh, it sounded like the <laughs> the sound was slowly winding
1: down. So, in August and September,
2: player. Superior Spider-Man 32 and 33 what? are coming out. But they are issues that take place in the 9 hours uh with w- which uh Superior Spider-Man was displaced from time during the uh issue 19 with a Superior with uh, Spider-Man 2099, that went through like a portal. Everything you've like, been gone for nine hours. Makes me and hate he comes comics back, and but it's great. Them. It's great because it's kind of like a thing that was kind of you know built up. No, and it, wasn't. Uh, it, no, it was because in that issue, he's like, "Where have you been for those nine hours?" He's like, "I don't want to talk about it."
1: That's not built up. That means he wasn't didn't want to talk about
0: it. It's uh, <laughs> why
2: are you trying to pry, <clears throat> right? So now, uh, yeah. So it's a kind of a prelude to Spider Verse.
0: Yeah, it's like if you got like the missing parts of the Richard Nixon tapes. <laughs> right, oh, that's what yeah. this is, but with Spider right. oh, Man, right? With Doctor Octopus, the Richard Nixon of Spider Man's <laughs> rogues gallery. <laughs>
2: it's true. <laughs> uh,
0: another thing, uh, Fox release trailer. Huh? The vulture would be the Richard Nixon.
2: <laughs> yeah, he would definitely be. Or maybe he'd be the James he's like, Carville. A <laughs> <laughs> what, he's
0: a crook. He's a crook. He's yeah. clearly a crook. He's a liar too. If he says he's not. <laughs> uh,
2: so, all right. The thing. Next thing was Fox released a trailer for Gotham and NBC released a trailer for Constantine. Do you guys watch either of these? I watch
1: both of these. I watch both of these. That's how much I was excited. What Gotham. do you guys think
2: of the Gotham trailer?
1: I thought it looked pretty cool. Batman Muppet babies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's like little Catwoman. No, there were little like, baby. I thought
1: that the Catwoman angle was awesome. Like putting them like their relationship
2: so, to like
0: ping- early teenagers is great. There was
2: baby penguin. Penguin was like a teenager. There yeah.
0: was baby um Little Batman. Little Batman. Yep. There was baby uh Poison Ivy. Yep. It was Muppet Babies, but with Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and and with the uh the guy from the O C as Commissioner Gordon. Which I'm really excited about. Somebody
2: posted a really funny thing online. It was like a comic where uh it's like the 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 last episode of Gotham and it's like uh Commissioner Gordon opening a, a little case and it's like Finally, here you go, Commissioner and it's got a mustache inside of it <laughs> and he puts it on and flies away. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh but I did like the trailer for Constantine. Did I did too. Like surprisingly, well, yeah. you
0: guys
1: are wrong in that I also like the trailer for Gotham. But I really like the trailer for Constantine too. It looks like Constantine looks
0: great. It yep. looks like Hellblazer. Yeah, yeah, it looks totally good. got the feeling down. I feel like I was like, oh, they actually let him have a British accent. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and kind of let him, him look scruffy and awful. be kind
2: of goofy and yeah. messed up. And
0: there was like once you saw him in like his actual sort of Constantine clothes, I was yep. like, this, this looks like a yeah. comic book. What's yeah, the, well, it also
1: was like it kind of made me. It felt very f- familiar. I realized that there are a lot of TV shows kind of minor that constantine like supernatural horror investigative i'm like you know comics
0: have just been laying the ground for the show right. to finally be available as a tv show for a long yeah, time. yeah it's just like, it's like the same thing with like uh like fables and you know once upon a time or whatever yeah we got like, it's once like they drop the, the ball and, and uh supernatural what was the headless and, horseman one oh, oh no. sleepy hollow sleepy people hollow, like, like all that all the, yeah
1: exactly it, the first episode was really good but yeah it's like all this stuff is like building up like sure why not let's do it
2: yeah yeah, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, um, I think it looks good. It has a couple of people from Lost in it, so I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, I think it looks fun. Uh, my wife is very excited because she loves a, a show like that. Yes. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, the most important thing, uh, Zack Snyder tweeted a picture of Ben Affleck in the new Batman costume standing next to the Batmobile.
0: Yep, that happened. Yeah.
2: What do you guys think of the the new costume?
0: Are we supposed to have an opinion about Sad it? bad, Batman. I Am I, <laughs> the Sad Batman meme is in Have you seen that? Yeah. When I first saw the costume, <laughs> the first thing I thought was, um, Zack Snyder's directing this movie is not going to be good. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it's whatever. It looks... so we'll tight. Yeah. It, it
2: looks, looks, looks kind of very Batman, Dark Knight Returns. Or yep. Kind of...
0: Not nah, really. I think it looks like it has, like, vacuum form muscles on it. Like, it definitely does. But yeah. it
2: has, like, the Dark Knight Returns logo. It has that that bat logo. The kind of wider...
0: Oh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about a uh, Dark Knight. The Frank Miller the, the Chris Frank Nolan. Nolan stuff. I, I call him Chris Nolan because we're friends. <laughs> um... Yeah, it, it's, it looks fine. I have, I have to see it in motion, I guess. And the totally... um, the Batmobile looks like the Batmobile's kind of from the most recent movies, I feel kind like. Kind of combined with the old ones. Yeah. yeah. Also, I need to hear his, vo- his oh, voice. Oh, Yeah, that's true.
2: Is he like, stop <laughs> 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 stealing
0: team? I don't know. Or is he just like, I got to go pack my uh, Batmobile? <laughs> hey, 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 you guys. <laughs> I'm going to go hey, pack go-
2: Gotham's being robbed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so I don't know I'll you know if if this movie didn't have Batman in it, I probably wouldn't go see it, but it does have Batman in it, so I probably will yeah. go it's got Woman a in point. Point. yeah it does oh, have Wonder boy. Woman I don't like the possibly person cyborg that's Wonder Woman but Whatever. Probably, possibly Cyborg. Yeah. Maybe or Mesh, or and man, Marn, 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 Mesh and Manhunter. Mesh and Manhunter. My favorite. Mesh and Marn hunter Maybe Flash. That's I how they talk in Gotham. Yeah, it's,
2: well, it's, it's the end of it's going to be like, now we are the
0: Justice League. <laughs> yeah, after the credits. it'll After uh, the like, credits, it's just like a 20-minute movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, Wonder what, Woman. What, it'll be now? like Steve Trevor. Yeah. He'll show up. He'll be like the Nick Fury. And he'll He's just like, be like, hello,
2: Batman, uh, you and Superman fought, but now you're friends. Here is some more superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> now you are a team. You know, and then they're like.
0: Perhaps a league. They're like, B- Barry Allen. W- Wally West? <laughs> Maybe
2: it's like a joke where they're like, let's form a bowling league. Let's call it the Justice League. And then it's like, wow <laughs> it's like the worst <laughs> Zack Snyder joke.
0: Uh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Zack Snyder, you know, Zack Snyder. But he's yeah. directing Justice League. Did we ever talk about that? Yeah, I think yeah, we did. I okay. think we did. Move on.
2: Yeah. He's, um, he's the DC guy, which is crazy because the, the Marvel
0: guy is Joss Whedon, which is a million yeah. times better. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, I think it's I think it's reflective of uh, the, the sort of attitudes in the comics at the moment as well. Grimdark. Yeah. Uh, Grim-dark, Grimdark. My favorite superhero. Yeah. Um, yeah, which we'll talk about a little bit today when we talk about a few of these DC comics, <laughs> oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, so that's it for news, right? Yeah. Nope we no. got news. Oh, well, we have signings and stuff. Uh, we need to go through these real quick, though, so I'm going to do them. Here we go. Uh, Sunday, May 25th, and Monday, May 26th, we got Viva Vienna. It's a festival in Vienna. Uh, people from our Vienna store will be there. Yep. Uh, Saturday, May 31st, this, this is going to be a big one. we got Box Brown signing copies of his book, Andre the Giant Life and Legend, and uh, also Pat Alessio is going to be here. With the new comic, Stoner Alien. Stoner Alien. <laughs> Which looks amazing. Yep. And then Saturday, June 21st, is Free RPG Day. It's where you get a rocket-propelled grenade. We've talked about that before. Uh, Wednesday, June 25th. If david lasky uh this is just just announced uh is going to be signing his book the carter family at our bethesda store woo, woo. in the evening yep all right cool let's do a question awesome uh this is from patrice patrice says hi y'all hey, howdy y'all hi hey uh just wanted to say how much i love the podcast and to ask a few questions first off thank you thanks we love you too secondly i nope. love podcasts go for it and i love slush puppies <laughs> yeah nick is drinking a slush puppy it has the longest <laughs> straw i've <laughs> ever seen they only <laughs> had a really long like, uh he says i used to live in dc and really enjoyed visiting the u street shop and getting recommendations from jared from time to time as a subscriber to dozens of comics podcasts i'd happily co-sign that y'all's is the most comprehensive in the universe in the interwebs that's Amazing. true yeah, Thank thanks you. and then there's a little uh a colon and a a uh, parenthetical oh or just a parenthesis. hypothetical parenthetical? it's a
2: smiley emoticon oh
0: it's a smile oh i just turned my paper sideways uh, <laughs> i've only been reading comics slash graphic novels slash manga all the same thing for a few years so Good i especially uh, skip the 90s yeah. so i especially appreciate the way the reviews strike a nice balance between accessibility and density so this is just a series of compliments i'm into this email if you guys have emails like this send them to podcast to bigplanetcomics.com uh you don't need to know a ton about comics just to follow along but you're still left with a good list of folks to go check out google still talking about how great we are and (laughs) listening to your updates at the beginning of the episodes makes me nostalgic for living in dc hey i think or toronto i think you play video games and go see amazing (laughs) spider-man whatever city you're in all right Uh, jared's segment yeah 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 uh so he says anywho my questions question number one a while back, you listed a bunch of different books, current and old, that cover future tech, AI-related stuff. Kind of like Pluto, Ghost in the Shell, etc. But I can't find the episode. Any recommendations in that area? Uh, yeah, I would just I just recommend just going through every podcast until you find it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, us know which one you like the best. No, so future tech, AI-related stuff. Yep, Old City Blues is a really good one. Yeah. and Ada is coming out. Giannis Milo Giannis. Yeah, Giannis did Milo
2: Giannis? All right. Oh, yeah, man. I did it. Well, nice. Um,
0: yeah, uh, and that's very much in the vein of Pluto. It's like a bl- Blade Runner esque uh, robot murder Slash mystery goes uh, Shell,
2: definitely a lot of that in there.
0: Yep, uh, yeah, the ones the one that he said. Yep, Pluto. Uh, if cool. you don't know about those, you should no, I mean in, <laughs> in in the vein of yes.
2: no, in uh, yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah, in that in that book. Uh, yeah, and then Jared was saying Alex and Ada, which is one of my favorite books at the moment. And all uh, about trying to figure out how artificial intelligence works and choices of freedom. Yep, uh, by Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughn, uh, similar to something like her. I think. Yeah. Uh, also, the movie Her is really cool if you haven't seen it. Uh, New 52, Future's End. No, nope. <laughs> uh, we'll get to uh, that later. Transmet
1: actually has a lot of those themes in it, kind of like splicing and technological add-ons
2: and stuff. And
0: Avengers AI? themes.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm honest. Dude, seriously. Oh. There's a lot of talk about AI and,
0: yeah. What was that? Uh, oh, now I'm just like, I, it's always hard when you're trying to dig. I know, I'm just looking at the shelves what, here. What was, oh, there was an Exiles storyline. From the from when no, they brought really. back Exiles, where there was a world that they went to that was controlled just by Ultron Vision and, like, and like another robot. Age of Ultron. No, no? Age oh. of Ultron is not good. But anyway, DC
2: New 52 Features End.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, the main one, I would say, is Old City Blues. Check that out. It's great. If, if, if you like Ghost in the Shell and Pluto, definitely check out Old City Blues, because it is, like, a combination of those two things. And it's awesome. Um... All right. Also, the movie Frank and Robot. <laughs> is that a movie? It's great. I don't know that movie. I did see the movie I, Frank and Frank. There's a Robot and Frank. Have I talked about that? No. A oh, Robot and Frank is a movie. Yeah, That's yeah. one. I'm okay, thinking. cool. Uh, also, the television show Battlestar Galactica.
2: <laughs> Isn't that Frank Langella?
0: It is Frank Langella. And a robot. Yeah, the, the, who played Skeletor in the movie Masters of the Universe. <laughs> um, uh, the Surrogates. That was really good. Yeah, myself in the robot. That's definitely really about stuff. that stuff. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Don't watch the Surrogates movie though. Nope. Whatever you do. I still haven't seen it. No. I watched it. It was. You oof. should watch it. We yeah. You, <laughs> you would. You would enjoy but Patrice, it. you should not watch it. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, question two. Cool interview with Box Brown. Cool. He did the smiley thing again. Oh, that I nice, like that, nice. you guys. Uh, uh, thing. Are y'all planning to do one with the Lumberjanes gals when they come for the in store? Yep. Yep. We were. We did.
2: <laughs> Free comic book day.
0: Uh, they, Free comic day. But we, day. Yeah. we should do bodies.
2: it with Brooke every time an issue comes on. Uh
1: That's We should. Uh, but but we, yeah, we can do one. Why don't we try and do
0: one with her and Grace? That'd yeah, be fun. Well, we can talk about it off air. Yeah. Try and get it set up. So maybe. Let's All figure right. it out right now. Hold on. So <laughs> call I just, her up. Call her I just call up. want to say uh, I have uh, beef with them, so I don't know. All right. Look, <laughs> we'll you end- guys tell me right now a question to ask Brooke, Brooke, didn't do Brooke her and we'll see she texts me back by the end of this podcast. All right. Um Let's
1: see. Do you have plans to continue Lumberjanes beyond the ADSU series?
0: Uh... I, I don't know if she's allowed to answer that question. Okay, yeah, good answer. Um, <laughs>
1: how about... Oh,
0: okay, uh, so yeah, we did plan to do one, but uh, it was on free comic book day, yeah, it it hectic, so it
1: didn't happen. Threw us off. <clears throat> uh,
0: and number three, I just listened to the latest episode of Make It, Then Tell Everybody, and Box Brown gives a nice shout out to Big Planet and Jared. Uh, I sat next to Box Brown for roughly 36 hours this weekend, and he did not mention that. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, cool. I know I know it's been discussed in part, but uh, but would you guys be interested in further discussing the retrofit Big Planet? partnership how it came about how it's going and future plans jared i would be interested in that okay I think we explained cool. it before but well, you can explain it thanks again. for the questions patrice <laughs> jared would be interested in talking about yep. that. that's it <laughs> yeah go for he it. would be i am interested
1: yeah well just talk about it okay um man what have we talked about what have we said so far just, just tell the whole story all right uh big planet comics love comic books uh we are also trying to do an in-run around the publishers and make all the money for ourselves so we said let's cut out all those middlemen and just make comics they're awesome So we said, we did a couple of online publishing with, who else, who did we do? We did Nick Banzos. Who did we do? We did the Leica ones. What else did we get? We did a short preview for Shock by Matt Timbisky for his Shock comic about Shock Pup, a little baby shark. Uh, We ran those on our website. It was really fun. And we had a couple of other things we did, like shorts with locals and like ads and stuff. And we're like, let's do more. So we started trying to ramp up some publishing stuff, and I was asking for advice, and I talked to Box Brown, who runs the awesome retrofit, and he said, you know, here's some good advice, and he's like, and I'm super busy doing this, and I am not having enough time to work on my own comics, and I'm like, but we love your comics, and they said, well, why don't you just team up with me and take all the work off me? And I'm like, and cool. That's what happened. The end. Yep, and uh, how's it going is the second part of that. Amazing. Uh, this is like probably my, one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. It's a lot of work. Uh, Kelly, who has been on the show once before, and I end up packing a lot of boxes every month. But it's totally worth it. And it's great to be like, hey, Madeline Flores, we got some more of your comics out into the world. And that is good for everybody. That's awesome. And we got some good stuff in the pipeline. But yeah, oh yeah. uh, Bear, Bird, and Stag, and other stories by Madeline Flores uh, officially launched today after a debut at TCAF. And future
0: plans just Uh, to do
1: more, right? Oh, no. We have secrets.
0: Well, are they secrets, Uh, or can you talk about them right now? I cannot talk about them right now, but uh,
1: (laughs) keep your eyes tuned for SPX. That's all I'm going to say.
0: So uh, future plans are that there are future plans. Yep. Secrets. We'll let you know when things are more definite. Cool. Uh, And then Patrice says, thanks a lot. Take care. You know what? Don't tell me what to do, Patrice. Thanks for the question. So. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah thanks for all the questions uh patrice you're awesome if you guys have questions you can send them a podcast at bigplanetcomics.com or to our twitter at big Planet comics or to our facebook uh at facebook
2: kevin panetta
0: at, at gmail.com yeah. is actually my email address. so <laughs> don't send anything to that uh okay uh so that's it for questions Thanks again for your question. Patrice, you guys want to do some reviews? No.
2: No. I mean, yes. Yes. Okay. We
0: love comics. They are swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedale. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews.
2: I'm cracking up over here because I realize one of these comics is written by Scott Lovedale.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I didn't hate it. So we'll talk about that. Um, Really? Oh, that's terrible. uh, Well, I think it was in conjunction with the other things I didn't hate. Anyway, so Amazing Spider-Man number one, point one. 1. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> confused. Uh, this is written by Dan Slott with art by Ramon Perez. Ramon Perez. And so th- um, this is interesting because, you know, Amazing Spider-Man number one came out the week right before this. That's yep. And then <clears throat> at the same time, they're doing this 1.1 through 1.5 thing called Learning to Crawl, which is a new story that takes place. Just a f- couple weeks after Spider-Man gets his powers, basically, and um, so wait, like takes the, place like right after initial, Uncle Ben dies. Yeah, so the early early days of Peter Parker,
1: not the current mm-hmm. reborn Peter Parker. Correct. Okay.
0: Yeah. So this is high school Peter Parker. Thank you. Yeah. This is post Uncle Ben dying uh, and post wrestling career.
2: Which is uh, one of the interesting things about this issue is uh, it starts off with uh, Uncle Ben's funeral. Yeah, which, which is the thing that I've—I I don't think I've, I've have they, have they ever see, seen. Have I think seen that, that was, anywhere? It's, it's
1: so integral to the backstory, and they're just like, nope, it just that just happened. Yeah, it's and it's no they, one ever thinks about. Yeah, it
2: Yeah, that there was never a funeral in any
1: of the books. Well, it's just like that's part of what he is that they didn't really dwell on it. So,
0: yeah, I think when you know when you're. When you're telling the origin of the story like that, it's like speed through it. Yeah, you can't just have like a funeral like on the fourth page of a comic. Yeah, this (laughs) kind of fills in all the blanks. Ben just took, what, seven issues with
1: Ultimate Spider-Man? So this
2: has more of him kind of becoming Spider-Man, kind of learning. Like, it's not just like Uncle Ben dies and he's instantly Spider-Man. He's still got like more stuff to learn. Um, And here he's learning, you know, he's trying to be a man. Uh, Most of the issue is about him trying to support on may now that he he, you know he says i'm the man of the house and i take care of everything so he's doing all these appearances as spider-man trying to make money to help pay all the bills and uh
0: yeah it's pretty interesting yeah it's kind of like during his celebrity phase where he's just becoming known and then um you know by the end of this they introduce what seems like it's going to be a new villain who is a is is it a uh, is it a character that was introduced in the back of Yeah, it's the kid uh, that's like obsessed
2: with Spider Man. Yeah, he was introduced in the first issue of Amazing Spider Man.
0: So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. Uh, for one, it's a new villain that we've never seen before. So it'll be interesting to see why we've never seen this person before. Right. Uh, this probably isn't going to end very well, right. <laughs> I'm going to assume. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's it's written by Dan Slott, who definitely has a really good handle on Spider-Man. Yeah, And uh, Ramon Perez's art is really cool. It reminds me a lot of Chris Samney. Yeah, is, it's great
2: in this. It's very different than uh, some of the other stuff I've seen him draw, you know?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, he's... Yeah, you know, he drew Tail of Sand, which is like yeah, completely astounding. different than this. But yeah, he yeah, was amazing. the X
2: Men too, which was even yeah different so from this. I
0: think he's one of those guys who can just do a lot of different things.
1: But yeah, and, and like some know. of it, like the the close ups, like very Ditko esque in some ways. Like there's this one. Oh yeah, his Spider Man is like definitely Spider Man face, and ah, it's just so he's cool.
2: definitely a Ditko Spider Man. It's got the little eyes and
0: yeah, yeah. Great. So it. <clears throat> at the same skinny. time as, uh, you know, it feels like it fits in with those stories, but also it feels very modern at the same time. Yeah, I mean, people you have, like, iPods and stuff. So yeah. that is the weird thing, because in Amazing Spider-Man, I am this is a kind of dorky but in amazing spider-man number one they say that this happened 15 years ago but then everybody in this has like iphones and stuff like that yeah even even in this
2: in this issue the one guy has like beats headphones and stuff
0: (laughs) uh yeah so i mean but that's whatever it's just a little anachronistic that doesn't really matter though uh what matters is a good story and uh it's a fun comic it's to read great. and it looks good. Yes, those yep. are the things that are important. Uh, next up, we have a comic that I noticed wasn't on our list. But Oops. did you guys both read Being Puppy Cat Number One? No, no, we didn't get, we didn't any, get it. You didn't get your copies. No. Nope. Next week we will talk about Being Puppy Cat Number One, but yep. I will say it is great. Uh, okay, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> up next we have Cyclops Number One. This is written by Greg Rucka, who has written Punisher, Queen and Country, Whiteout. Half a Gotham Central. Vale. <laughs> vale. He writes all this stuff. He writes all kinds of stuff, you guys. And the Art in this is by Russell DeLuterman. Is that right? Do- uh, Dotterman? I'm sure. Uh, is there not an L in there? Dotterman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Russell. Uh, and yeah, I thought Cyclops number one was really cool. It's it's just kind of a story. Uh it was set up in the um Trilogene Gray. Uh where Cyclops finally met his dad, who he thought was dead. This is young Cyclops. Young Cyclops. And if you're past. not following all-new X-Men, this is probably Just, just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, uh, the original X-Men from the 60s were brought to the present day in all-new X-Men. And so now no, that version of Cyclops... Cyclops nope. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty simple as far as X-Men stuff that's goes. It true. gets way more complicated. Basically, just found out his father, who he thought was dead, is alive, and he's uh space pirate guy yep. named Corsair and uh, this is that. about them going on adventures you should have asked me that um it's totally
1: awesome because it does have that one page which is literally a close-up of Cyclops with a lot of captions but if you skip that uh then it is he's like it's a really cool page though. turns out my dad mm-hmm. has a spaceship and my dad is a space pirate and he's floating out in space trying to get, learn to use his blasts he can shoot out of his eyes to create force to navigate around like he's in a spacesuit, like that's his propulsion system uh, with the really uh, sexy, weird alien that is his dad's girlfriend. And the entire issue is just like trying to deal with learning what his dad's like and dealing with this weird crew of aliens and the fact that they're basically going on space adventures and being pirates and fighting spaceships and stuff. And it's like the most awesome thing you could possibly yeah, do all as that, a teenage it, boy. But he's also like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. And I don't know my dad. My dad is really uncomfortable
2: around me. and Yeah, it's all that mixed with like a coming of age kind of thing with Cyclops where he's kind of learning to be a man yeah which is cool because his dad's teaching him to be a man and he's like you know the the last the last line in this is uh you know everyone stinks at being 16 so that's true <laughs> it's pretty great
0: yeah um, I, I thought it was just yeah it was it was good and uh the art i don't know the artist but i thought he had a really fun style yeah, it yeah. reminds me, it reminds me of, bit, of Stuart eminent a little bit
2: yeah maybe a little bit of aaron cooter in there
0: yeah i Definitely can see that faces and uh yeah it's just like it's Like a lot of the other Marvel number ones, which we've said this before, but it is a story that focuses on a single character in a singular situation that is a little bit separated from everything going on in the rest of the universe. And because of that, uh, I feel like they really get to concentrate on the relationships between the characters and uh, build up some cool stuff. And Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a really great first issue and not very Greg Rucka ish. No, if you look at Greg Rucka's stuff, yeah. I feel like typically he's doing very crime dark yeah, you things. Didn't do too many. Everyone like, in here
2: is a pirate, very lighthearted. Yeah, but things. it's very lighthearted yes. and fun. It's, it's a, very heartfelt. It's everybody's
0: romp. very roguish.
1: Right? Yeah, I just noticed this one scene of like uh, Cyclops, like he's got this visor on to control his blast from his eyes. And like, yet he still manages uh, to draw his eyebrows above it, so you actually get emotion. And like, Cyclops is normally his face is so covered up by all the stuff he wears that like, just seeing this goofy little kid smiling with his eyebrows, kind of like hee hee, I'm having a great (laughs) time. Uh, Just it's such a good feel for this book.
0: I think having young Cyclops around is such a good thing for the Cyclops character because what Cyclops has become is basically like so different. He's so tortured, yeah, yeah, Uh, and for for good reason. He's done a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: One of the other funny things in it is that he. He's, like kind of attracted to his like stepmom
0: yeah <laughs> which
2: is like his dad's new uh new girlfriend i yeah. mean she's
0: you yeah, know she's cute for she's a hot hospa- space alien. space lady drawn on a piece of paper <laughs> uh yeah so uh cyclops number one highest not highest recommendation no, but it is highly pretty good recommendation, pretty, pretty, pretty good cool. recommendation yeah. yeah pretty cool uh all right up next we have miles morales the ultimate spider-man number one uh so this is uh this is kind of a continuation of what's oh sorry this is written by brian michael bendis and drawn by david marquez who are two people that have worked on these comics in the past Uh, So, yeah, this is kind of a continuation of what was already happening in Ultimate Spider-Man. And I think they're just giving it a new number one because they kind of relaunched all the other Yeah, it gave the Ultimate Universe a soft relaunch with some number ones, but not really resetting the universe or anything like that. And uh, this is about just, you know, I don't know. It's just like the further adventures of Miles Morales. Basically, the last thing that happened was was he told his dad that he was Spider-Man. Right. And then his dad... Ran away. Well, his dad basically (laughs)
1: blamed him for the death of his mother. So, yeah, yeah. Which is kind
0: of accurate. Yeah. Um, I
1: had this like mental breakdown basically. He's like, I can't deal with this and fled. So now he's kind of, his mom's dead and he's abandoned and he's trying to get through school still and be a superhero.
2: Yeah. And at the same time, we, we, it cuts between these different segments. There's one where, um, these kind of Spider Man esque people are robbing people. And then all of a sudden at the same time, uh, it turns out that, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, is still alive, and he breaks out of prison again. Again, and he's coming to kill Spider-Man. Oh, um, man. But yeah, there's a lot of cool relationship stuff here between um, Miles and uh, his girlfriend, who I realized is Hawkeye from the Hawkeye series, Kate Bishop. Oh,
1: yeah, I was like, who is this? Katie Bishop, Catherine like, Bishop, Kate Bishop. I'm like, oh my god, it's um, so exciting.
2: Yeah, and then he gets you know, a little bit of advice from Mary Jane, but uh, there's a really crazy twist at the end. That's super uh,
1: crazy. But super appropriate.
2: Pretty nuts. Yeah. So, uh. That's clearly not a fake
0: out, but. I I mean, clearly is a fake out. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) You never know. Yeah, it's a fake out. Yeah. But anyway, uh. Yeah, it was a good issue. If you've been reading Spider Man, Ultimate Spider Man, keep reading it. Yeah, it's as good as it was. Yep. And if you haven't been reading it, uh. Which I, you know, I got behind at some point. Yeah, me too. And uh, I feel like I jumped right back in and I was able to follow it. Yeah, I had a few people
2: that asked me if it was good and I told them to get it and they came back and they said, yeah, it was good. It was easy to get into. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's a very good issue. Speaking of very good comics. Up next, we've got Nailbiter, number one. Oh boy, so good. This mm-hmm. is written by Joshua Williamson and drawn by Mike Henderson. And uh I really, really like this comic. I really liked it. Yeah. Um it's it's about a, a town in Oregon. Is yep. that where it is? Buckaroo, Oregon. Yeah. Where uh sixteen of uh, basically of the biggest serial killers of the last century were all born. And uh in that and because of that, this town has become kind of a a few weird things one it's become like a tourist area for like serial killer fanatics yeah and then it's become this sort of uh hot spot for cops that are trying to make a big name for themselves right so this follows maybe uh well it kind of follows a girl that lives there and then a cop that is coming to town to try to figure out what is going on and uh Yeah, I don't know. Basically, a lot of this issue is setting up this town, I feel like. Yeah. Setting up the characters, too. Yeah, and setting up uh, this this cop and kind of... Setting up, too, because basically there's these two guys who work
1: together as cops and... One of them has basically had a, a let's say a bad incident at work and is on suspension. Right. But his crazy friend is like, I'm gonna go off on my break and go to this Buckaroo town and figure out all these serial killer connections and why they all came from this town. And basically talks his friend into coming to. Well, help he fi-
2: no, it. he finds out what happened and he's like, he says I he found does. out what happened. So come yep. down here. I can't tell you over the phone. Yep. And when he gets there, his friend is missing. Um. And so you know, most of this is him trying to find out what happened to his friend. But at the same time, it's also about the nail biter who is a serial killer that. Um, one of the serial killers from this town who actually got off on like a technicality, um, and, uh, now lives in the, uh, the town, the same town but, that he was born in. And
1: they got so many interesting characters in the town. It's like this d- the local sheriff, the descendant of, uh, one of the original serial killers who now runs like kind of like a. Serial killer museum gift shop, kind of thing. Yeah. A local tough girl who's really cool, who's, you know, more than enough to handle the local bullies and stuff, but everyone thinks
2: she's going to be the next serial killer. And-,
0: and a local cop who is pretty interesting yep. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can't fun.
2: remember what I read because I read the first and second issue oh, together yeah, they because previews. they sent us yeah. like a, a
0: PDF of it.
2: But, uh, yeah, I was going to say some stuff that I guess happened on the next <laughs> issue. But-, but,
0: uh, yeah, I think they set up a lot of cool stuff. It's, it and the tone of it is, it's what's most interesting. Like, it, it could have been a gritty, thing but i feel yeah. like it has a sense of humor about itself yeah kind of reminds me of chew but it's not as goofy as chew no it's not that humorous but 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 it does have a lot of humor in it as well and it's
2: still got a kind of like a creepy tone too. the yeah. sound this town is very kind of weird
1: yeah and like there's obviously a lot of like kind of tortured moments behind some of these characters So there's definitely some like like flashbacks at problems yeah and there's three know?
2: or four like interesting mysteries kind of yeah the, the, main, the main guy is uh finch
1: the detective who's been called in by his crazy friend is definitely like on the edge like his suspension you're kind of like yeah he's not in a good place
2: and this is great too as so. well yeah i think it's uh somewhere it, between um who does chew um
0: oh man i can't remember his name uh guillory
2: yeah, yeah uh rob guillory, rob guillory and, and uh Corey, not Corey walker uh charlie adland it's like somewhere between those two
0: oh, i can see that yeah yeah um yeah it was uh it was it was a really good. I wasn't expecting too much from this, to be honest, yeah. going in because I was just like, "Oh, uh, when you look at the cover, it's the cover like, is awful." It's yeah, cortastic. it doesn't give you. No, the cover is great, but it's uh, definitely but it's like not very. English. But it doesn't give you a good sense it's of like book. what you're right. getting into. And I, I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun, and just a, I was so interested in the world. I like all the characters I met, yeah. all of them that are really interesting. Yeah, uh, cool. Well, that is Nailbiter, our highest recommendation. Yeah. Uh, hey, you guys. Uh, if anybody was wondering about that Lumberjanes interview, I got it for you right now. Brooke who her favorite Lumberjanes character was and she said uh oh wait she texted me again and changed her answer (laughs) Uh, she said Rosie, Jen and Molly and Ripley and everybody I actually just like everybody that's an exclusive here at Big Planet Comics (laughs) alright up next we have the new 52 Futures End number one what a segue yeah oh boy Well, after this is some oh uh this is written by brian azarello keith giffen dan jurgens jeff and jeff lemire with art by patrick Zercher. all people who have done things that i've liked in the past yep and so this is
1: (laughs) uh one of the first of the 2014 dc weekly comics but it's not it's so they're starting these up as i believe the four writers are like kind of
0: Co-plotting it and then dividing yeah, up the storylines. It's very to similar like, to how they did 52, where right. uh, everybody co-plotted it together. The big story, and then each person will write an issue or The whatever, only difference so. with that was that was written by Grant Morrison, Jeff Johns. Actually, you know, all the people working on this book are really good. Yep. Azarello writes Wonder Woman right now, and it's great. Yeah, Keith Giffen wrote...
2: Instead of being like peanut butter and chocolate, they're like... I don't know, peanut butter and sardines or something. <laughs> Somehow they don't mesh well together. That sounds
0: good, but I'm pregnant. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then Patrick Zurcher, I feel like, has done really great art oh, in man. the past. Did well, you guys read Issue
2: Zero? Uh, yeah. Should we talk about that at the
0: same time? I guess. I don't know. What was, what was it? Because it
2: kind of I, I feels like Issue Zero is kind of essential
0: to this. Yeah, Nick, yeah. why don't you just explain what's going yeah. on with the entirety of Future's End.
2: So if you haven't read Issue Zero, I feel like it would be confusing. So in Issue Zero, Luckily, like uh, it's free. It's way in the future. Robots... Uh, I've taken over the earth much like age of ultron um and batman uh beyond goes back in time to fix everything much like wolverine age of ultron um and he goes to the wrong time period uh which is five years from now in the current dc new 52 no it's the current timeline and so that's what issue zero happens and this one starts off with batman he's like oh i gotta start my mission Ah, which seems like you would kind of miss out on the whole setup if you didn't read it. But uh, anyway, so that's the, one of the stories. There's a bunch of stories going on at the same time. There's some kind of thing coming from space to kill everybody and it kills Stormwatch And uh grifter kills a bunch of uh, a family. That's is probably not what they seem because they turn into some kind of monsters, but there's like weird, like thing. It's so dark, but it's like kind of like a sick, like, kind of disconnect from humanity I don't know, it's really weird grifter like so grifter so there's a, there's a family that's, that's secretly some kind of monsters or something and so he just walks in and shoots them all and one of them is a little girl um and she starts turning a monster and he shoots her and kills her and then he says best job ever <laughs> yeah. it's such a sick like it's like you just killed like a little girl. Like, get granted she was like a monster in disguise, but you don't say like best job ever right after that.
0: Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like, there's so so many people die in this issue. Yeah, yeah. and
2: then uh, and then Ronnie Raymond shows up, um, and he's instead of going to save Green Green Arrow who's who's in trouble, he's like sleeping with some girl in like a closet. Um, it's really weird. I don't understand what's going on in this comic. Um, and then Green Arrow dies. Spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah.
0: I also read issue two. Uh, it's even worse. Yeah, and the art in issue two is really bad. Yeah, but that's a different artist, right? I yeah, think yeah, so. yeah. Um, the art in this first issue is not that bad. It's alright. It's yeah. fine. It's not Patrick's um, best art, but no, it's all right. his best art is in the first Terror Incorporated series. So good. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's New Fifty Two Futures. Yeah. End. All I, right. I feel like they've oh, got okay. lots of different interesting characters Aww. and
2: parts it just doesn't come together did you see what Mark Wade said about it no he tweeted that it was the most New 52 of all time New 52 <laughs> book ever yeah but and then the he got he comics. got a bunch of uh, he got in a big fight with uh, I, I think Dan Juergens or something oh boy
1: but it's kind of true it's like this is what New 52 kind of promised like new takes on characters and crazy stuff and it's been pretty
2: to date. So, speaking of New Fifty Two, <laughs> let's just go ahead and talk about the other DC book. I'll
0: talk about this because I didn't. I actually did not hate this completely. So, okay. this is. Uh, I read
2: three parts of it. Did you read all three?
0: I really liked the well, other two parts. I like the you Superman should, Wonder Woman. You part. should explain. You this. didn't like the Action Comics part. It's all right. Okay. So okay. Uh, so there's a new mini series called Superman. Do- well, it's not a mini series. So there's a new crossover Storyline. between in the Superman titles called Superman Doomed. Uh, it's taking place over Action Comics, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and a couple other titles. Superman. Um, and it's kicked off. I guess this is just a one-shot
2: yep. kind of kicking Intro. it off. This is a one-shot. It's not part one.
0: <laughs> no, it's like it, it's basically part zero. They should have put a part something on it because it's definitely the first part of this story. But also, I feel like you can read parts one and two of the story without this as well.
2: You can read this and part two and not read part one and still get the story.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but I... But... but uh, Part one is the best part. Anyway, so the uh, this is set up in basically it's about. Oh, did I mention this is written by Scott Lobdell? Nope. Yep. Scott Lobdell,
2: Charles Soule, and pa- Greg Pack.
0: Yep. And art by Ken Lashley. I feel like this is mostly Scott Lobdell. So basically, the, this is about Doomsday, who you know is the guy that killed Superman in the Big Death of Superman story right. in the nineties. So uh, I guess Superman has already fought Doomsday at some point in the New Fifty Two yeah. timeline, but now he is back. And uh, God, Superman's frowning face on this page kills me so much. But uh, he's evolving, yeah, and he's evolving. Uh, Doomsday is evolving into this thing that gives off so much radiation that basically nobody can fight it because they can't even be around it.
2: Yeah, he like kills everything around him. Like yep. anything
0: near him just bursts into flame. Yeah, and is, in, and, uh, or is and or is poisoned. or is poison. So Superman goes to fight him. And basically, this issue is just kind of a big fight scene between Superman and Doomsday. And Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman, yeah. And, and Batman, sort of. Yeah, I mean, that's, all that stuff is, seems sort of inconsequential. Compared. And Lex Luthor. There's a, key, there's a lot of
2: spoilers for uh, Forever Evil in this in these uh, three parts of Doomsday. They're like, oh, Lex Luthor saved the Earth. You're like, wait, what? <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, so basically... He fights Doomsday, and at the end of this, he is infected, which is. Well, he tears Doomsday in half. He does tear Doomsday in half. That's which
2: true. Uh, I thought was weird. There's a, there's a kind of a buildup about him, like, kind of being like, should I do this? Should I kill him? And then he and just, then kind he of just kills tears him. <laughs> him in half. I mean.
0: Um. Yeah, well, you know that's Superman now, right? He snaps He's like, somebody's he neck human? at the end of Man of Steel. He just sure. does whatever he wants. Uh, so but it's also like thousands of people are dying every time that Doomsday comes near them. Sure, so. but the but one of the whole points of Superman is that he doesn't yeah. kill people. But then from that old boring Superman, <laughs> part this two, new, three Superman.
2: turns into basically Spider Man three, right? Like the. Uh... The the later parts of Spider Man three where he's he's got the black symbiote and he's kind of Oh like, it's not like that.
0: Though. It's like that. It is for sure. It's it's done better than that though, I think. He's like so, Superman's kind of a jerk lately. Yeah. So at the end of this basically he gets infected by the stuff that uh that from Doomsday and it basically turns him into like an evil Superman. Like from Superman three? Yeah, Superman two. No, three. Is that three? Yeah, it's three. Where he gets the stubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I actually thought those parts, the parts in Action Comics and Superman Wonder Woman were actually pretty well written. I thought the Action Comics stuff was fun like it's been. I like the Greg Pack, Aaron Cooter Action Comics. And then I thought the Superman Wonder Woman issue was um, like tense and I like kind the Superman Wonder Woman
2: issue because uh, I feel like Charles Soule used that to kind of explore some of the issues he was already exploring because yeah, right. since Spider-Man's kind of more of a jerk in this, he... he, Superman. he Spider Man. Spider Man uh, yeah. more of a jerk in this, you know, thinking of Spider Man three. So he, he, you know, he 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 yells at Wonder Woman about all the the problems that they have. He's like, you haven't even told me you love me. I told you I loved you like so long. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of brings all their issues to the forefront, which is an interesting interesting way to use this crossover. I didn't like this issue though. I, it was very nineties, uh, giant bony Doomsday.
0: Yeah, it definitely B- was. Burning
2: animals alive and... uh
0: Yeah, I thought... See, I read all three of them in a row. And by the end of the third issue, I was liking the storyline that was going on. Yeah. Yep. So I think maybe I'm giving this issue too fair of a shake. Because I feel like you don't actually... Are you going have... read the
2: next part? Yeah. the next. Part oh, I mean, no, it's in Superboy. Superman, Superman by Scott Lobdell.
0: Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so here's... Like, this has nothing to do with the story. So if that sounds interesting, maybe read parts one and two. Skip this. Or if it sounds really interesting, just read the whole thing. But, uh... The weirdest thing to me in any of this was at the end of Superman, the Superman Wonder Woman issue, there's a preview for Superman 32, and it's Wait. just like... It's just like showing that everything's fine. Back and, to normal. And yeah. Everything's back to normal. And I'm like, don't show us that when you're in the middle of trying to sell us on this big giant crossover. Yeah, it's like clearly this isn't going to ch- change anything in any yeah. way. It's like, do you know, let us let us suspend disbelief and pretend like this matters at all. Also, in that, like uh, two weeks.
2: Also, in that, that preview <laughs> is in the back of every DC book this week. Yeah. And in the very end of it, it has a big poster that says, Lex Luthor saves the world from the crime
0: syndicate or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Uh, wait what (laughs) oh boy oh man that hasn't even come out yet yeah when does that come out it's not even like two weeks (laughs) yeah it's still two weeks Jeez. okay so that's superman doomed i yeah i don't know it was a little bit better than I thought it, it was. was be, right, yeah, it was
2: definitely better than I expected it to be. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, it's very new fifty two. It's very new fifty two. All right. Uh. Up next we have what do we have next? We have United States of Murder Incorporated. Number one. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Michael a. Von Oeming, the team behind Powers. Powers. And uh, this was a I thought a, an interesting book with a cool setting and then a cool plot inside of that setting. And I know Jared loved oh, it. Oh, this was so my book. Uh, so basically, this
1: starts off with a
0: young kid
1: who's probably like 18ish, uh, who is getting inducted into the mafia as like a full member. And uh, pardon all the sirens, everybody. Those
2: sirens aren't a sound effect yeah. uh, <laughs> from this comic. No, surprisingly. <laughs> they're not like Kevin pushing buttons on the keyboard. <laughs> uh,
1: and the one thing they say is that, you know, normally you have to, like, work your way up and be like, you know, actually prove that you're worthy to be part of the mafia. But this kid's, like, parents and grandparents were, or dad and grandfather were both part of it and, like, really important. So they're just like, all right, we're just letting you in. Don't screw it up. And his first job is to go down to Washington, D.C. and basically bribe a senator with some secret suitcase. And as things go on, you st- they start slipping in some weird references and stuff. And you realize that basically this is an alternate history where the mafia controls a part of the United States, perhaps even as a
2: separate country. Yeah, they have territories that yeah, are separate from the United States. Because when he goes to D.C., it's like you're going to their capital.
0: Right. But is it like you know, like a different country or just like, yeah, it's all... like a different country. Yeah. I feel like it's like a U.S. territory. Basically it's like the East coast is like now like Guam or something like yeah, that. He,
2: he talks about it a lot in the back where he, he's been building this world for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. I feel
0: like the U S has a controlling interest in it, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely like its the own thing the with its own government. Yeah. yeah. And then he's got like his idiot
1: friend who's kind of like just hanging out with him all the time, but is you know, super, you know, got his back and kind of
0: violent at the same time. And then yeah, it's like the two main characters from Ironbound, The that graphic novel that everybody read.
1: Oh, yes. well, that's true. <laughs> and then, uh there's a mysterious girl who shows up, and there's some crazy twists,
0: and it's awesome. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought what was cool about this was uh, I thought the you know the characters were well done, and there was the, you could tell the world building was like there was some serious business really thought out. It was, it was really this. well thought out. Yeah, yeah, it told well. Yeah, it, it has, wasn't
1: like all drummed on you or whatever. But
0: besides the setting, which I feel yeah is like a revealed in a very sort of natural feeling way. Right. Yeah, we uh, still don't know a lot about. It. Those are just the basics. Yeah, it's not like
2: somebody's know. like. In, uh, 1983, the yeah. government uh, seceded part of the, you know, it's not, yeah, like that. it's
0: not like, um, as much as I love it, like the beginning of East to West yeah. right. or like, uh. It, you know, the beginning of Tales of Honor. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, the funny thing is the East and West, like, had that, but it still needed a lot more to build. Right. The world right. was, like, so complicated.
0: But, uh, yeah, but besides having such an interesting world, I feel like by the end of this, there's so much stuff set up that's really, yep. th- that plot-wise is really cool. Yep. And uh, And, yeah, it's like... The twist at the end of this would have been good enough just in the regular yeah. world right. yeah. to, to sustain a comic of its own. But because they set oh, up yeah. this, this interest on its own, it would have yeah. been awesome. But, no, this is such a good setting for it. Yeah. So uh, I thought this was a really great first issue. Uh, truth be told, I've never been a huge Powers guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the Who Killed Retro Girl thing was, was the first one. First yeah, one. it was cool. Yeah. But I think I came to it a little bit late. And by then, there was so much of the kind of superhero with a twist stuff yep. at that point. I just It, 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 it never really grabbed me. But uh, this is fantastic. Yeah, Mike
2: Omen's art is great. Yeah, um, as, as little, me, it's almost always great.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I will say I had a few problems
1: with his art in this one, and it was it's better than some of his art. Seen, I had problems with his layouts. Yeah, a lot. his layouts are a little weird. Sometimes he switches it up a lot, where he will do a panel that spreads across two pages, like an open spread page. But not always. And this book is very dark. Like it's colored with a lot of like reds, like deep reds and, and deep greens. A lot but of black. <laughs> huge amounts of black. So all of the panel borders are black. So everything on the page that is not art is black. So when there's a panel on the left and the panel on the right and it's only separated by a bit of black, half the time they're in a dark scene. So you can't tell is this part of a single panel or am oh, sure. I supposed to read down the page. And that threw me off ser- like two or three times with this comic, right. yeah. which is a bit of a problem. But other than that, his art looked really good. Yeah, no, I, I can see
0: that. Uh, it never threw me off too much. No, I definitely I mean, read two yeah. pages in the wrong order. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, really threw just me off, but. uh but off, But I can see what you mean, especially like there are a lot of like, uh, like behind somebody will be a window and then in the middle of the window, there's like a black yeah, line and you're it's, like, well, a uh, huge, like <laughs>
1: it's not like a line. It's like a
0: shadow. So you're yeah, like, is yeah. this a panel? Is this a blob? Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but I think that's a small thing yes, probably. Other than that story. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A really great book. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got um, X-Men No More Humans Hardcover. This is written by Mike Carey, who wrote... Um, Lucifer and a lot of X-Men. Unwritten, and he wrote a bunch of X-Men. Oh, yeah, he's uh, writing unwritten now. Uh, and the art in this is by Salvador LaRocca, who's a guy who's changed his art style a yeah. lot recently. It, in my mind, for the better, uh, Salvador LaRocca drew all the uh, Invincible He Iron did Man Extreme stuff.
2: X-Men back in the day?
0: Yeah, which was... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he was one of the guys that kind of... I want to say, I don't want to say pioneered, but he was like one of the big, like, uh, blown out pencils, no inks artists for a long time. And I feel like, and then he started doing a lot of sort of stiff photorealistic stuff. And I feel like he's settled into a really cool style now uh, that works really well. And uh, yeah, this is X-Men No More Humans. It's about... Uh, it's kind of like the opposite of the end of House of M. Right. Well, well, first, it's a standalone, ha- brand new hardcover,
1: so you can just pick this up and read it. It's really tied into what's going now, but it's basically yeah. its own thing. It hasn't been serialized in any other format, so it's just its own story. Yeah,
0: it's tied in in that like you kind of need to. Everybody's in the position like the they're in time. in the comics yeah. now, but I feel like it's not. It's still separate enough from all the other storylines right. going on that yeah. you can read it on its own. Yeah, and so basically, it is about all of the humans. On, in the world disappearing
2: <laughs> yeah i mean uh that's how it starts off um there's a break in at this kind of secret laboratory and you see that rays is, is breaking in and uh if you don't know who ray's i didn't know is, who he was, I didn't know who he, was. <laughs> he was from uh battle of the atom
0: don't, so oh yeah he's, he's the guy that shows up at the end of battle okay. of the atom right
2: no he's in battle of the atom a lot but okay. he's kind of uh one of the future x-men okay. who we've come back
0: to stop he's the mystique Beast. and wolverine's son yep uh and he yeah looks like mystique but he has claws like wolverine
2: yeah and then it cuts no, to, like, that's the
0: way having a child works it
2: cuts to the uh <laughs> sure. the x mansion and you see that a plane's about to crash in it and you find out that is because all the humans on earth have disappeared um and so you know the x-men are trying to figure it out and they you know wolverine teams up with cyclops team which is something that uh hasn't actually happened yet, I don't think. Schism? Yeah, they've just kind of been around. They kind of teamed up, I guess, in Battle of the Adam.
0: Well, they're still kind of butting heads in this, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, But they have to work together to figure out what happened and. uh... You know, it gets pretty interesting. It ends up there's like... Uh,
0: Cyclops is called X-Face now, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Actually, Raze is kind of almost doing some good. Um, he definitely got rid of all the humans, but he's also trying to help... Yeah, that's swell. <laughs> but he's, <laughs> also, he's also trying to save all the mutants on every parallel reality they're oppressed and being killed and stuff and yeah, i think that's kind of
0: like a the classic x-men dynamic, dynamic. Yeah. yeah
2: so he's bringing them all to earth um so the x-men have to deal with you know all the humans being gone but they also have to deal with all these alternate reality mutants showing up and not having a place to stay and they are all refugees and it all culminates in this kind of big battle between uh this new brotherhood of mutants and uh the x-men
1: anyway it's pretty great so this was pretty awesome uh great art good storytelling like a good x-men thing if you're into x-men basically you should buy this my problem with this is it's basically like this should have been a crossover event you think yes like can you imagine if huh. instead of like
0: age of ultron this had been going down but i i think this is like you know if you look at some of uh I think it's interesting that they're doing it this way. I, I don't think sure. I I don't think the, the stuff like this needs to happen in monthlies necessarily. It's right. like you go back and you look at um, God Loves, Man Kills. That was an original Marvel sure. graphic novel. So I feel like when they were doing that stuff, right. uh, they want they were trying to tell big stories. Yeah, yeah. In in that format, and I think with uh, the Spider-Man family business and, and with this, they're trying to bring that back as like a viable way to tell storylines right. in current continuity and i'm all for that and they're, and they're, and i agree with that they're kind of I big think the ideas from this would be very well
1: explored in the monthly series right because they are dumping so many new characters in this they're like look at all these cool refugees and they're not getting into any characters it's all like still about the x-men fighting with magneto and rays and all that i'm like you've just brought in x-men from like a thousand different universes where or, or mutants where they've had such a vastly different experience compared to the regular x-men and they're barely touching that but i feel like there's they're a like,
2: clear like the storytelling is good enough where you don't have to worry about all that stuff. It's just kind of there's a clear beginning, middle, and sure, end. I, that's, yeah, that's yeah. That's my
0: that's, point. I'm just saying like this is something new for the X Men storylines. And they're like, mm. but then by the end of this, it's not really something. You know, it's 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 a very tight like that's my point. It's like a three act structure story, yep. and it's it's the kind of thing that uh, that works really well in an original graphic novel. Yeah, that's true. So like the stuff that's cool in it works really well in it, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up seeing some of those people come back at some point. Uh, I hope so. They get their own story. So that's what but, I'm saying. Is like I, I wanted more. Yeah, I can see that. Lord. I I just appreciate this style of storytelling. That they're able, able to tell it like this. Yeah, yeah um, and yeah, I, it's it's done very well as a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's cool. I hope they do more of this. So maybe that's I am excited about this yes. kind of format. So for me, like if this was a crossover that was going through all the X Men comics, I would probably get like four issues into that's it, and then true. I would and then that's I would true. get behind and not finish it. And then like, uh, battle for the atom. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I liked it a lot. The only complaint I had about it. Which was like a very stupid. Uh, Is there's
0: a splash panel on every other
2: page? No, it's a very stupid fanboy thing. There's a lot of continuity hiccups here and there. No oh boy, I mean, for I don't know, it's really stupid things, but things that I noticed. Only you
1: notice. Like,
2: well, <laughs> Magneto for one thing has hair in this. Oh, okay. Get out. <laughs> well, he has he hasn't had hair in uh, any of the X Men books in a very long time. Well, he shaves it after this. No, he, this it, takes place two weeks from now. Yeah. No, because this this clearly takes place before, like, his regular series where he's bald. But he's also bald before that regular series. Well, he grew his hair out. Before before even the first... Maybe they're metal filaments. bald in the first issue of Uncanny X-Men.
1: Do you remember those, like... uh, Didn't he go to triage to grow his hair back?
0: <laughs> yeah. Triage hair clip no, way. you remember those things uh where you would take the magnet and you would like draw like you would put the metal <laughs> the filaments filings, yeah, yeah, and and like draw a mustache on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his hair is Harris. Uh, <laughs>
2: there was another one too, but I can't remember Okay, right well, no Moving on anyway. No, All
0: right. Uh yeah, so this was cool. Uh this and the Spider-Man uh, graphic novel. Spider-Man was great. This one I really awesome. liked too. Uh, yeah, so up next we've got Walking Dead number 127. Why Walking Dead number 127, New artist <laughs> Uh yep, no. New uh, new writer. Nope. Oh, so this is still written by Robert Kirkman with art by Charlie Adler. Been a great team for a long time. Yeah, uh, Walking Dead. Uh, you might be reading it. If not, don't start with issue 127. I but, do. Yeah, it's a
2: great jumping on point. Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess it is more than it, more than there has been in a really long time. Right. Yeah, um, almost ever. Although the pay, the thing of the last no, yeah, the last page would no, not be. <laughs> very, yeah. Uh, Very good. But, uh, yeah, so the reason we're talking about this is because this jumps forward two years. They just had their big all-out... Is that a spoiler alert? I don't know. It's like at the beginning. Um, It takes you you like 10 or 12 pages to figure it out. That is the reason we're talking about this. Um, And, yeah, so they just had their big all-out war comic, and this is kind of about uh, the aftermath of that. The subtitle
1: is literally A New
0: Beginning. Yeah, and it's exactly that. It's about the new society that rick and the other survivors have built up and i don't know what what we actually want to say about this say
1: much about it without just saying like if you're a walking dead fan this will blow your mind and super enjoyable and it introduces some new characters it takes on some new dimensions that i think freshens up walking dead that hasn't been kind of i wouldn't say bad but kind of stale or like sedate in a lot of ways yeah, it's, like very, it's it, been writing
0: on the same track for a long time.
2: It's a very different book. Um, yeah. Everything is kind of awesome in this. Like, everybody's great. And like, everything is good.
0: Yeah, and um, it won't last for long. They, You yeah. know, they always get to these
2: points. You know what I think? This... But they've been good for, like, two years. You know what I mean? They're, they're like... Yeah. It's like the longest... It's the, the first one where you feel like maybe society's going to, you know, come back.
1: It um, does have a slightly hopeful tone.
2: And there's, you know, there's a lot of cool new ideas in here. Um, they have, like, the... Jesus and the other people kind of round up zombies to kind of lead them away from the town, and that's a very interesting idea. Um, they also have these weird power armor things, right? What are they wearing like uh Jesus and the like I don't
0: think they're... it's power armor <laughs> it's like it's it's like body armor but yeah, it's, it's body straight.
2: armor but it's like stylized like they, yeah, look, they look, look like, like deathlock power... they look like deathlock from the uh, from the ages ages of, of Shield you know? yeah.
0: uh yeah but basically I, I don't I don't think we should say yeah, too much about this but uh, I will say yeah it. if you if you have been reading Walking Dead this will be a crazy thing and a and a big change and if you haven't uh yeah i think you could jump on with this issue yeah
2: there's yeah. a lot of fascinating stuff kind of little mysteries and there's stuff where
0: there's enough good people refer to, that to that stuff that's happened
2: know. in the yeah. in the time that's passed that you don't know about yet so well
1: now cool. later he can do x-men or it's x-men walking dead the lost years with a new writer and artist. <laughs> yeah so
0: you guys are saying it's optimistic but i feel like it's like uh he's like well a couple of years passed and nothing bad happened so i don't want to write comics about that let's get right to the point yeah, before bad stuff awful. starts happening yeah. again yeah. so
2: uh yeah and uh another important note, uh, not important, but uh, this is
0: like 700 pages long and it's 2.99. Yeah.
2: yeah. And the and the and the cover is the first it's very different from the the all the all the other covers. The yeah, lo- logo the is different
0: and uh oh yeah.
2: It's smaller and it looks really good. Yeah. yeah. I don't. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right cool. Well, we just have one more book this week. This is The Woods number 1. This is written by James Kinney the 4th who wrote Talon. It's true. America's Got Talent, and uh, the art in this is by Michael uh, Nick Vianalis. Yep, who Vialinas? Sorry, oh, you're fired from being Uh, Greek Vialinas. And uh, who did the art for? Oh man,
1: somebody starts with an A.
0: Oh. oh, yeah, uh, a- Akinero's Blade or whatever. What no, was that thing called? It that. It's a- Amala's Blade. Amala's Blade. Amala's Blade. <laughs> Which is awesome. Akinero a- is a different book. That's a different book. Bu- Akinero's Blade, the, the crossover. <laughs> crossover. But, uh, yeah, this, w- this is a pretty cool book. It is about um, people in a school and uh, the- all the characters are kind of getting introduced at the beginning. And then uh, j- they – at first I thought uh, Alien Ship crash landed where they were. But no, their school got transported to yeah, they, another dimension and or planet. This
2: entire high school Both. gets transported to a, an alien planet. Yep. it's pretty great.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So but I, I thought this was cool because the first thing they do is they they set up, you know, kind of where all these characters are in their life. Like they're, uh, there's a girl named uh, Karen who... Well, forgot the first thing they do is show a dude
1: standing in front of an alien artifact that is glowing as he cycles through... Different embodiments slash maybe different reincarnations slash maybe different people from different dimensions and claims to know what the hell's going on as behind him there's chaos and people getting murdered sure. by and alien that's a, monsters. And then it starts going yeah. flashing back to explaining all the characters. Yeah.
0: That's uh, 25 that was, minutes earlier. That was my least favorite thing in the whole book. Oh, but, I thought that was an what was your least awesome thing? The first page. Really? Oh, really? I, I, hate, I, I hate, loved it. I hate 25 minutes earlier or two days earlier. That's page two. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I hate when they do that in No, comics. I think it's great because this is very
1: intriguing opening page.
0: Uh, but, yeah, so basically they're setting up where all these people are in their lives uh, and just showing, you know, it's, it's a very sort of typical high school. It, it, it's mostly about students that are about to graduate and uh, about to move off into the real world. And then, yeah, their school gets transported to another dimension where their are killer demons trying to kill everybody. It and everybody amazing. loses their minds and they don't know what to do. Except this one kid, Isaac... Who is the the guy in the first page. That is Isaac, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, he seems to know what to do. And what he wants to do is go into the woods. So he's gathering a team to go into the woods and figure out what the heck's going on. Because there
1: is like a weird artifact outside that seems to be an arrow. And he's like, let's do this. Yeah. And it's going to be pretty awesome.
0: Did you guys think it was a spaceship that crashed at first? No. For a second?
1: No? No. I did for like a page. On the very first thing, got a little...
0: No. (laughs) I was like, oh. Well, when it flashed, I was like, oh, there's a spaceship. And, and I was like, again. "These dudes are flipping out." There's a spaceship, mm-hmm. but uh, but then the next oh, page is if like
1: you're looking at his eyeglasses, maybe. Yeah. But the next
0: page is like the high school in like a crazy yeah. planet. Yeah, um, maybe yeah. that is what happened. We this were. is a
2: little. Uh, so at first, I thought you know this is kind of a cool, kind of all ages kind of book. No, but then there's a few parts where yeah, like people get eaten by these monsters in kind of horrific fashion. Yeah, and people and are crying, like, and yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's. Uh, it's definitely a young adult, I guess. Is it? Right? I, I I had a hard time telling. I feel like if it was it would have been a um Boom Box book as opposed yeah. to just a Boom Studios book. Nah, I don't know. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. That's that 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 will know. be seen. We'll see what happens as time goes yeah. by. I I I feel like some people are gonna get eviscerated in this thing. So <laughs> yeah, they already did the first one that, that, got eaten, that yeah. girl or, Yeah, or yeah. Blood. I think it'll be worse. I think yep. we'll see some guts and stuff. But uh but yeah, I thought it was a really cool issue. Really cool. Yeah, and uh, a good setup to to what? Uh Boom's putting out a lot of good stuff right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's it, you guys. Just that's that it. stuff. Just those just million all things. All those things. Yeah. Well, are we done? Uh, yeah. I think we are done, and we'll be back. I think we'll be back next week this yep. time, Did right? Do being puppy cat. Yeah, we're gonna do being puppy cat. So hey, look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye.